The Dr. Lodi Podcast empowers people to think for themselves and teaches people how to achieve optimal health, free from cancer and all other chronic conditions. As a medical doctor, clinical psychologist, nutritionist, historian, philosopher, and the pioneer of what has now become the definitive route for those unsatisfied with the modern cancer treatment system, Dr. Lodi will deliver information that you've never heard before. Tune in and discover what a true second opinion really means, how to stop making cancer, why there is no such thing as diseases, and what you are truly capable of achieving in your life. So happy to be here, you guys. So let's let's have a good a good day. I want to make a few announcements as usual. All right? Okay, so it is what is it? December what? Anybody know? Uh 10th, something like that. Anyway. Uh There we go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I want to make some announcements. First of all, um, the uh, Parasite webinar is finally going to happen. Um, looks like it's going to happen December 27th and 28th. We're going to have two two uh, webinars back-to-back. It's two-sided. I, it's going to take at least two. We're going to try to keep it down to two. Um, and um, so the way you sign up for it is you go to um, whoops you go to um, drlody.com.com and then you go to uh, ah there should be something on there to tell you where to, where to go to sign up it's it, I guess it's to sign up to register with your email and then with your email you'll be able to get onto the um, on the webinar but I'm going to talk about parasites because it's I didn't realize uh, how big of a uh, a concern it was for people worldwide. I mean, I mean, I know, I know what I know about it, but I didn't realize how widely it affects people because I get, I get uh, email emails and, and, and social media and all sorts of stories all day long. That's just mind blowing. So, I mean, everybody's greatly affected. So I want to make sure everyone understands uh, what they are and how we got them and how we get them, which ones are bad for us or, you know, dangerous to us, what they do and then how to get rid of them. Now, here's a tricky thing. So please listen to this because, um, you know, we, we live in, uh, unfortunately, we live in a, in a situation that's regulated by uh, uh, maritime law and uh, and all that. And so there's a, and the and maritime law allows things like regulatory agencies and administrative law and things like that. So there, I'm I'm really restrained. So yeah, people can you know register online, right? So um, but I see I'm really I'm really constrained on what I can do legally. So if I give you, if I write out exactly a recommendation, that's like a prescription, and you know, writing a prescription for thousands of people that I don't know is considered beyond unethical and I would lose my license. So I can't do that. So, um, but what I'm going to do is tell you exactly what the things we do for our people 
and it'll be you know at the end of the webinar and we'll go over it very carefully and i'll make sure everyone understands it carefully so take good notes you know take good notes um uh and and the uh the entire webinars will be available afterward you know after the after the original live ones they'll be available again for other people but uh you know try to attend so that you can because that way you can ask questions at the end uh we're going to make time for questions so it'll be uh, December 27th and 28th, you can sign up online, drlody.com, um, and you sign up at, uh, you go to contact. So drlody.com, you go to contact, and then you can get on, okay? So we're going to, we'll get a, we'll, we got to do it. There's a lot to know about them, and um, and they're crazy. I mean, they're crazy. The things they do just, you know, so we've got to realize, and the whole, the whole um, uh, I mean, everybody is affected by them. You cannot not be affected by them, okay? So remember, we're uh, we're still uh, suspended on YouTube. Um, I guess I don't know why. I don't know if we ever found out. Well, it doesn't matter why. Uh, but anyway, so but we're on Facebook and um, Rumble, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Uh, on our website, of course, you can always go to the website drlody.com, and the live it'll be live streamed on there. Um, and all of these are dr Thomas Lodi, except for Twitter or X, which is uh, dr. Thomas Lodi, MD, but the rest are all just at Dr. Thomas Lodi, and um, yeah, so that's it. And um, so we're gonna we're gonna finally talk about about parasites, and then actually I I've got a lot of other really cool webinars coming up. Um, uh, or I you know I don't listen I don't know the difference between podcast and webinar blog. Uh, these terms came in and I guess people think they mean something, but they all kind of mean the same thing. But uh, what's the difference between a webinar and a podcast? Whatever it is, it's just very small and contextual and stuff like that. So, but anyway, uh, I, we, we've noticed that there was quite a, there's quite an interest in biological dentistry and there should be, you know, I I don't know if we should call it biological dentistry or maybe just call it rational dentistry or human des- dentistry. Um, and, uh, right, and then also try to, you know, keep in mind, everybody, that I, you know, the mind, uh, the mind, the, the mouth has never left the body, okay? The mouth is part of the body. You can't separate it. I don't know how, how they're ever developed two professions. It's crazy. It's absurd. It's absurd. Um, but uh, anyway, so biological dentistry is uh, absolutely essential to health. I mean, yeah. And um, and so when we see people, when we take care of people that have CFCs, um, remember everybody, for those, just here's the beginning thing. We need to do this every time for new people. But we, we don't like to use the Rockefeller word uh, uh, for that astrological sign that co- comes between Gemini and Leo, and it has to do with a crab walking sideways. You all know that sign. Anyway, that word is an ugly word. It hurts. It's painful. When somebody hears it, it just, it's terrible, terrible. It's it's like, it's terrible. It's t- psychological warfare. So uh, we don't use it. We're going to call these cells that are growing in our bodies that we all have, uh, they're adaptive responses, and they're, and they're fermenting. They're fermenting cells. Um, there, it's a it's a process known as glycolysis, but uh, you know the other term for glycolysis is fermentation. 
And so they learn how to, they, they change their genetic expression so that they can su- successfully uh, ferment, and they're called chronically fermenting cells. CFCs is the acronym, and that's what we're going to refer to them as so that we, that we don't use that painful word. I don't want you all to use it either. If you've got CFCs, that's it. That's it. They're just CFCs. And we got to do, we got to change the body and change the environment so they no longer have to, um, have to ferment. That's all. No big deal. I mean, it is a big deal. I'm not making light of it, but I mean, in terms of understanding, it's not a big deal. They make a big deal about it and they're doing all sorts of stuff with terms and genetics and all that sort of thing. And, uh, it's just, you know, it's just craziness. And I'm going to, my my goal is to help you navigate through the lies and through the BS. The problem is we grew up with it. We grew up with these, with these concepts. We grew up with the disease uh, model. We all think there's diseases. We think that there are there's diseases. What are they? Where are they? How do they exist? I mean, are they, are they out there and they're going to get into us? I mean, that's kind of the implication right? Diseases are going to get you. Um, you got to be careful. And it's either it's either genetic or uh, bad luck or some other bizarre nonsense like that. And here's the fundamental truth. Health comes from healthy living. All right. Now, there's one other aspect of life that we can never exclude and never explain, never control or anything. And there's many way, there's many names for it. Okay, um, one name is karma, the other name is destiny, the other name is providence, the other name is the will of God, a term. Um, but anyway, there's that aspect of life that is, you know, not controllable. Um, and that's why we do, uh, we human beings do uh, pray, a lot of prayer, we do a lot of prayer and then we listen for the answers and that's called meditation uh, we try to keep our minds down because our minds are filled from the time we're you know before we can talk you know we're told that we're not good enough and they're going to fix us right and here we are little innocent little innocent beings that just dropped out of heaven and they're telling you no stop don't no stop don't and you're going what i mean we're not even able to say that but it hurts us on a deep level it's a deep deep level so um anyway and i think that that original thing that happens to human beings um from parents who are loving they don't mean to do it they're just and they have to because we live in an artificial world you got to tell your child don't run out in the street don't jump off the balcony you know don't play at the top of this really high stairway um you know don't put that chemical in your mouth i mean yeah we live in such an artificial environment that we almost have to um, so, you know, if we lived in a natural environment, they would just play and they would learn and they would learn by themselves. Um, um, God is a wonderful teacher. God teaches through consequence. You know, how many times do people stick their finger in fire? Yeah, once. That's the way God teaches consequence. But we don't. And we all want to have our kids. Uh, think about it. Why are we born? Why are we in the flesh? Why didn't God just give us a brain or a mind? And just let the mind sit there and just learn or know everything. Why? We had to be, we had, why are we in the flesh? There's only one question, the only one answer I can possibly come up with is that we need to experience it. We need to see what the flesh is all about. It's an actually a, a, a very important part of our, of the process. And um, so 
your kid, your child has to fall down and they won't know that that stairway is a dangerous place until they fall down. That's just the way it is. And the more we tell them, the, you know, so you know how it is. You were kids. You remember that. You And the beautiful thing of being a parent is that being a parent, you actually get to watch childhood this time from a conscious perspective instead of just going through it in theta waves. You get to watch it with a beta wave brain. So it's kind of cool being uh, being a parent. But anyway, so um, so that's it. So uh, and by the way, any if you if if, if any of you have uh, a situation going on with CFCs, and you know I'm all the way over here in Thailand, and um, you know I do have a clinic. We've had we've been around 19 years. It's in Arizona. It's called an Oasis of Healing. It's got uh, it's got everything. You know we, we you know everything that's legal in the U.S. Um, but, um, yeah, we do, we do everything and, uh, we've been doing it for quite a while. So, uh, you know, contact them. Them is us. I just, uh, I'm not physically there, but anyway, you can, through them, you can range in a consult with me through my website. You can range in a consult with me. Um, but if you're really concerned too, and this heart has taken time to get the consult arranged, you can just get over there, um, and get started. So. Yeah, and as you know, I'm building. I'm in the process of making uh, two centers here one, uh, one in Bangkok and one in Phuket. So they should be, uh, re- we should be ready to go April. They say April. I don't think so, but I'm hoping April. I'm hoping April. Yeah. And by the way, I still need, uh, I need doctors at my clinic in the U.S. Arizona. So if you know any doctors that are done poisoning people and they really, 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 really want to help people. They will be trained. I will train them. And uh, it's a wonderful place to work. It exists. It's got all the, everything you need. So it's a wonderful place to work and to be. So I need doctors um, over here in, in Thailand. I need health educators. I've got a we've got a complete curriculum called the School of Life. It's like 40, 40 modules or something, 38 modules on the School of Life. And what is the School of Life? Well, you know what? Everything that we learned in high school, right? They taught us all these really important things. I can't remember one, but uh, I guess really, uh, you know, really uh, learn uh, reading and um, uh, math are probably really important. What they didn't teach us to do, and they should have, well, they get, I guess they do in graduate school, but not really. But anyway, uh, is to question what we read. Yeah, it's one thing to read, but let's question it. How do you question it? What's a good way to question your reading? Uh, well, what's a good way to do that? So how do you do that? Why do you do that? And all that. So, but anyway, what we didn't learn in school was um, how to live. Right? We didn't learn. Hi there, everybody. It's so cool to have everybody back. And we're back on Facebook, if you can believe it. I mean, let's see how long that lasts. Uh so, but we're on Rumble just in case all of this tumbles down and we think Rumble will be, will be around for a while. Um, anyway, I forgot to tell you. So biological dentistry, I'm sorry, I get spaced out. Excuse me. Uh, we're going to have some, uh, we're going to have a series with uh, Dr. Uh, Emma Abramayan, who's, uh, I don't know, I've, you know, I've 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 been doing this for a long time. I've met lots of biological dentists. I mean, 
way back when, 20, 25 years ago or whatever, I was, I knew uh, biological dentistry. I don't even think it was, it was hardly even, it wasn't called that then. Uh, I don't know what we call it. I don't know if it had a specific name, but so I've been around and, uh, and I got to tell you this, this doctor, uh, Emma is uh, way more than a dentist, way more. She's a, a true healer and a true medical. She's a physician who just uh, works on everything from your soul to your teeth and everything in between. So amazing. Technically, all that, everything. So anyway, she's going to be on and she's going to help us understand what is biological dentistry and what is this important. I'll tell you, for example, I if someone wants to come in to our center, They've got, we've got to fix, get, we've got to have the teeth taken care of first because uh, most often it's the re, it's one of the main reasons why the CFCs exist. And it's not just CFCs. That's all, that's what we're focusing on, but it's everything. I mean, uh, it impacts the immune system. It impacts systemically all, you know, the whole uh, um, inflammatory cascades and I mean, on and on and on. So uh, anyway, she'll explain it. And then, uh, what she's taught me is things like, uh, we've got to look at the, your cranial bones. We've got to look at your, um, position of your tongue, the position of your mouth, uh, your airway, you know, all of that, all of that. So anyway, we're going to have a series of it. And then I have another, uh, a brilliant woman from Nebraska who's got a, uh, uh, she's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, She's got a really busy clinic, uh, but this, this lady, um, uh, well, she, it's kind of like if I if I was a woman, I would probably be her. You know, she, we're about the same. So she's she gets it. She totally gets it. Um, uh, you know, and uh, so anyway, I, I want to have a series of talks with her because. Uh, I, I want to bring her on because she knows a lot of stuff, a lot of, I mean, a lot of things uh, that I don't know. And um, she's, uh, but she's, there's something uh, about her that, again, it's really healing. And you'll see that a healer, a healer is not someone who just knows information and is technically good, but a healer is something that comes from the heart. All right. So her name is Carrie Anania and um, uh, in Nebraska. And anyway, I'm going to bring her on as she's uh, got several different levels, areas of expertise. One, of course, is, the gastrointestinal system. How important is that? That from here to your rectum? Well, if you think about it, that's all we are. We're this long tube that has arms, legs, and a head. Yeah. And by the way, the head is the beginning of that tube, which is Emma, Dr. Emma. So, I mean, you know, hey. And if you take care of that tube, you're going to live long and prosper. How what was it? Spock did? Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't take care of the tube, it's over. You, you know, you're going to die early. And if you don't die early, you're going to wish you were dead. It's the tube. Starts with the mouth. Anyway. uh, So that's that. And then also I'm going to to bring back uh, Dr. Donato Perez Garcia, uh, the third, the guy whose grandfather uh, discovered, invented uh, IPT. And we're going to talk about it more. There's a lot more detail that needs needs, needs to go in on that. Um, I'm also going to talk to, we're going to talk to a guy named Fred Bishi, uh, 93 years old, 94 years old, 
started eating 100% raw food vegan since at the age of 40. So it's been 53 years now. He happens to be sh- as sharp as you can. I mean, I mean that. And another late, I, so anyway, but he was kind of my mentor. He kind of brought me into that because I had, you know, I had been the vegetarian vegan for a while, but I had never gone all the way. And he taught me, taught my mother, amazing. And he's still around. Uh, we're going to have a couple with him because I want him to tell you what he went through and we're going to learn from him. We're going to learn about food. And then there's another lady there, Donna Peroni. Um, she was originally my, one of my, um, my, one of my first health educators in New York. Um, she went on to open up, um, uh, uh, a colon, a colon hydrotherapy center in, uh, down in the village. Um, she was, uh, raw eating raw vegan food long before I met her and she's still doing it. I think for her, you know, anyway, bright woman, really bright woman knows about nutrition, knows about the, the, the gut. Remember it's the gut, the gut's really everything, the gut and the, uh, cause the gut has to do with the nervous system, the brain. I mean, it's the immune system anyway. So her, so these are not people that are you, you've heard of really They're but they're like, they, you know, they're gems. They're like gems that we don't know about. And that's what I want to expose. I mean, I, you know, uh, uh, there's no reason to bring out all these people that everybody's heard of, like Joe Rogan does, because you've already got a Joe Rogan. So I don't need to do that. I want to show you the guys that are really, I think, are really important, that are working at the front lines with human beings and helping them get restored to health. So there's not a lot of these people. And I, I've been blessed to know some of them. Um, and then there are others. I can't think of them right now. But, uh, you know, people that I've known throughout the years uh, that I want to bring on. I want to share this knowledge because it's this is kind of how I got to know what I know. It's one of the reasons I also have read a ton of books. You got to read and don't read this uh, computer stuff. I mean, you know, you read something on the computer. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. So, uh, by the way, you know, I just want to tell you on the webinar when we do it, uh, there'll be closed captioning and you can change it to your own language. So if you speak Spanish or French or German or whatever, you can change it to that, uh, you know. Um, so it'll be on the zoom format and that's why we, you know, kind of why we went with zoom. Um, so anyway, uh, anyways, but you cannot register yet. I guess you'll be able to register in about 24 hours. We're just waiting to get back a word from zoom to get whatever it is. Blah, blah, blah. So I probably be about 24 hours from now. So, okay. Um, so there's no way to really register at this point. So just keep that in mind. But by tomorrow, I hope we're hoping it, it'll be ready to go. Okay. Um, and, uh, 
So that's that. So why don't we get on with some of our questions? Wow. All right. So here, question number one from the website, and this is from uh, Mara. <clears throat> question. I keep running into a problem in NW near Oregon. What's NW? Anyway, near Oregon. California, that even the most allegedly holistic practitioners want a mammogram as a precursor to seeing me. I know my body and I know this is this giant lump in breast CFCs. I am 60 and I have had had it a decade, but I refuse the stupid standard of scare. Thank you for uh, understanding the language. The idiotic experts think Gallery, uh, gallery and thermograms do not count. What do you recommend? I can't exactly move to Cuba or Thailand right now. You know, isn't that amazing that we still have to have these kinds of questions? You know, I, I, Mara, my heart goes out to you and every other woman who's got to go through this. You know, um, I, I, wrote, I, I, um, I remember writing a paper back in, uh, I don't know, early two. 2000s, what was it? Anyway, about about mammograms. And uh, and I think at that point, there was like a 1,200% increase in, in DCIS, ductal carcinoma in situ, uh, because of that. So, you know, you would think that, you know, it's been a while now. But what's really bizarre is that I wrote, I, I, you know, I, wouldn't, I don't want anyone to get a mammogram. Um, I don't even know how they came up with it. I don't know how, how did you, how, how would you come up with an idea that if you give radiation to someone yearly, that you can discover something that is caused by radiation? What an insane thing. But I guess I should not be surprised after all. What happened in 1910? Oh, the Flexner Report. Aha. Who hired and who who who, who um, supported and financed the Flexner Report? Oh, that's right. A guy named uh, Rock, uh, Rock, uh, Rock, uh, what's his name? Rock, uh, can't remember the name. Rock, uh, uh, is it Feller? Rocker Feller? Yeah, something like that. Anyway, so. Anyway, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Um. When 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 we look at if you look at if you look at the the data, you know even even the, like the most modern data about mammograms, okay, is that um, well, actually, there was a study that, there was a study actually by Johns Hopkins um, in the Journal of National Cancer Institute, and it, and it warned that exposure from the annual mammogram could trigger breast malignancies in women with a strong family history of breast and or ovarian. And so what they were talking about really was the BRCA ones and two. Well, how many people know and have got, know whether or not they have BRCA one and two? Now, and I've already gone over BRCA one and two, and I don't really think you need to be so freaked out about it. And, and we've talked about it before. Remember, you have two, uh, you have two chromosomes uh, with the genes in them. You have two chromosomes, one from each parent. If one is got has got a, a, a defect in, a, a, in the in the double-stranded DNA 
um, um, uh, 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 repair mechanism, which is one of about seven enzymes only. It's not the whole deal. Because if you have that and you're not in the other one, eh, then you know. Eh. So what do you got to do? You got to really, really healthy so you don't mess up the other one. But what do you have to do if you don't have the BRCA one or two? Well, you got to live really healthy so you don't. Yeah. Turns out it's always the same. And it doesn't mean going in and removing. I've had a poor woman the other day that really blew my mind. This poor woman. Oh, oh. And I, you're probably out there listening. And again, I have to tell you, you know, I really feel bad that you did that. But I, I understand. Um, but she had a BRCA1. I think BRCA1 uh, she tested positive for. She didn't have any CFCs, but she had both breasts taken off and her ovaries and uterus taken out. I mean, it's just, you know, what do you say? And then about a year later, she got ovarian CFCs. Yeah, so actually, that's actually a real story. It's sad, but it just shows you that. Um, I guess the best way to look at it is whatever you're told by them, it's the opposite of the truth. That's kind of a rule of thumb. Right. So here's the thing. Now, so then, so women that have a familial risk for breast CFCs are at, at, at extra risk for mammography. Now, you know, there's this thing they say that early detection. This this is the this is the reasoning for the mammogram. Okay, early detection saves lives. Do you want me to translate that for you? Early detection saves lives. First of all, two kinds of lies. Two kinds of lies. The lie of commission. You tell a lie. You say, "Hey, today is Friday." That's a lie because it's not Friday. I don't think anywhere on the planet. Okay. So, but that's the lie of commission. You say something. The lie of omission, you don't say something. An omission has to do with fraud. So you sold your house and you forgot and you just didn't mention the fact that it's infested with scorpions. So the person moves in, they have a problem, and the contract is going to be null and void and you owe them money and you lose the contract because you defrauded them by omission. Okay. So omission is just not telling. Okay, well, that's it. So there's kind of a lot of things left out of this early detection saves lives. Huh. Well, let's see what they mean by early detection. What they mean is if we start doing mammograms early, 25, 30 years old, and we find something um, really early, we're going to get you past, in fact, if you do nothing, you'll do it. But they, they're going to say because of what they did, uh, you got past the five-year mark, which is what they call survival. So you have more people getting past the five-year mark, which they call survival. Uh, and so, yeah, it saves lives. It doesn't matter what else happened, right? No, it doesn't matter. So what have we seen about mammograms? Is that what they're picking up is something called DCIS, ductal carcinoma in situ, which is just a little, little thing. Not really CFCs yet. Not really. Just like lobular, LCIS, lobular carcinoma in situ. Not really, not really. And in fact, with lobular, even they admit that it's not CFCs. But with the ductal, they say it is. But all it means is that you have a risk of it becoming. So what do they do? Hmm. Well, they just pretend that it's a big 
tumor that they would, and they do their thing. They do a, they do a uh, mastectomy. Uh, I guess sometimes the nice ones do a lumpectomy, even though there's no lump. Uh, and then, of course, radiation. And so what happens? People wind up dying from what? That's right. Poison and burning. That's what they die. I mean, okay. So, so the radiologists want us to do that. So I always write ultrasound because I'm not going to do that. You know, if a woman wants to know, we want to know what's going on with the breast. We do an ultrasound. Why do we do an ultrasound? Because there's no, there's no danger. It's not radiation. It's not ionizing radiation. So we, that's what we do, right? Okay. So I wrote the, I wrote the uh, radio, I wrote that and the radiologist calls me this. I'm sorry, we can't. I'll do the ultrasound until we've done the mammogram. I said, why do you have to do that? He goes, that's just the way we do it. We have to do mammogram first. And I told him, I said, well, I'll tell you what. You take your testicles, you squash them, and then you irradiate them. And then, you know, no problem. I'll send you all the people for mammograms. Unfortunately, the guy, well, fortunately, he hung up on me because I might have said something worse. But I'm glad he hung up on me, you know, because I really don't care. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. You're going to take sensitive tissue. You're going to squash them, traumatize them. Ask any woman that's had it. It's painful. Um, and uh, and then while it's in pain, while it's traumatized, while it's beginning to get inflamed, you irradiate it with ionizing radiation. And what does ionizing radiation do? It causes CFCs. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. So listen, um, Mara. These guys are crazy, and don't, they're not functional, holistic, or anything, all right? You will find them. You must find them. Um, if you're in California, I can just tell you there's a wonderful guy down in uh, San Diego, Dr. Winkler, Jurgen Winkler, brilliant, bright dude. Um, you can go over to Arizona. We're not going to do that. Come over to our place, and Oasis of Healing. Uh, and I don't know if Dr. Robert Rowan is practicing, uh, well, he still exists. He's up in Santa Rosa, California. I don't think he would, I mean, I know he wouldn't tell you to do that, but, um, and I'm sure there are other people in California that I just don't know of, um, Anybody, anybody can help me on that, you know, but anyway, let's help this poor person. Um, anyway, so, you know, so what they say about these, you know, these mammograms that they, that, that, that they're requiring is that um, if you're under 30, then the, your physician might uh, recommend ultrasound. Why? Because the younger you are, the more risk you are to have it. Why? Because you're going to get it yearly. What's another thing? If your breasts are dense, right? And a lot of women over 40 have dense, dense breasts. That increases your risk. Also, it makes the ultrasound like almost useless because in dense breasts, you don't see what you want to see. So there's really no reason for doing it. Um, and uh, and Senna says, so when they talk about young women, they say, well, under 30. Now they're saying, well, maybe under menopause. So really, you should only do mammograms on uh, postmenopausal women. Instead, now listen, here's the interesting thing. When they find something that is suspicious on a mammogram, they then they then get an ultrasound because it's able to look at details a little bit better. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just a kind of a, a wild thing. Why, why do we just start with the ultrasound? Now, there's another thing called breast MRIs, magnetic resonance imaging. What's the difference between magnetic resonance imaging and 
ionizing radiation. That's a big deal, okay? So, you know, MRIs don't use ionizing, right? So there's no x-rays, as you call it, that are involved. And the quality is considered superior uh, when, you know, in, in identifying these subtle differences in breast tissue, because MRIs are much more specific. Um, it's something very interesting. Remember, now, mammography was screening was introduced in the 70s, right? Now, prior prior to it being uh, 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 introduced, so like 1975, the incidence of um, DCIS out of 100,000 women was about 5.8. Then in, uh, what was it, 19... Or was it 2004? I can't remember. But anyway, uh, the incidence of um, DCIS was 32.5 women in 100,000. So the increase went up just from that. And then they wound up, they wind up taking off their breasts and giving them chemo and radiation. Uh, and they didn't need it. Because if you have something like that, all you have to do is change your life and it'll go away. All right. All uh, right. And you know that the, the, the amount of ionizing radiation in a mammogram is considered to be approximately 1,000 times more radiation than you get from an X-ray. What do we do? We know that ionizing radiation destroys cells, mutates cells, does all sorts of nasty things to them, which is why the radiologist and the technician are not standing next to you during this procedure and discussing things with you. They're behind at least two lead walls, and they're wearing aprons. You know, and there's, a, there's this thing called the Breast Cancer Organization, and uh, they point out that, uh, again, like I said, women probably before the age of menopause shouldn't get them. So, anyway, don't get them. Yeah, you need, you know, mammography, I mean, um, um, Ultrasound and thermograms are fine, and or breast MRIs. They're not going to harm you, and they're going to give you the information. But if you have a lump, you have a mass, you don't need that. If the mass is hard, and then you and you go to a, a doctor or some sort of practitioner that has experience and they know what they're doing, they're going to tell you what that is. You know what it is. Everybody knows what it is. And should do we need the biopsy? It no, we don't need the biopsy. We don't need to stick a needle in there and spread it around, make it angry, and do all that sort of thing. We don't need to do that. We don't need to get a histological diagnosis, which is all you get from a biopsy. They take a piece out. They meanwhile they've they've broken down uh, uh, the barrier that prevents uh, angiogenesis in all the microscopic metastasis that already exists elsewhere. Number one and number two. It uh it they 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 track out and they spread and you've actually got you've increased the number of local locally uh, local micrometastases. Okay, and so then you give that little specimen to the pathologist who's got his microscope and, or her microscope and they look under it and they look at certain things. There are certain features that distinguish CFCs from normal cells. And I don't care where it came from, if it's the brain, if it's the ovary, if it's the testicle, if it's the lung, if it's the kidney, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing happens. 
this gets bigger, that gets smaller. It has all the hallmarks of their aha, we have a malignancy. So I want you to understand that the 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 the, the biology, the the histology, the microanatomy of CFCs is the same. The only difference is what cell did it start in? Did it start in the ovaries? Did it start in the brain? Did it start in the pancreas? Because that's going to tell you how this cell is going to behave. It's going to behave uh, like the cell of origin, and it's going to be subject to the drainage patterns of those organs. So if those organs drain this way, like colon always likes to go to the liver um, and uh, lungs. And... Okay, so that's that. All right. Okay, now next. <clears throat> this is from Judy. She says, a friend this week received a sudden shocking di uh, diagnosis of third stage esophageal CFCs. They recommended immediate chemo and radiation. What is your suggestion? Excuse me. <clears throat> if you didn't say the word esophagus, if you had said anything else, any other body part, they would have recommended chemo and radiation. Now, a lot of times with esophageal, they'll recommend surgery as well, but apparently they haven't, which tells me that now esophageal CFCs usually usually uh, occur in the lower third. And they're probably due to, in large part, a continual reflux of, of hydrochloric acid from the stomach over the years, causing a chronic inflammatory condition that eventually uh, becomes CFCs, okay? That's why it's in the lower third. Uh, so, but they, a lot of times they, 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 they recommend doing surgery and then they do all that stuff. If they do surgery, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, and then they, they, they kind of, uh, they, they do all kinds of very strange stuff They and they uh, derange your whole, um, gastrointestinal system. Some people wind up having to have stomach uh, tubes, uh, you know, tubes inserted into their stomach for eating, and some, uh, you know, and some don't. They do other things. So anyway, uh, it, it, it's it, it, but they're not recommending. So that, that tells me that it's probably not, you know, it hasn't obliterated the hole. So you know, the the, the hole, the lumen, so the food can still go in there. So that's good. So what would I do if, if this person came to me? I would do everything possible not to do that, right? And if we did need to do chemotherapy uh, because it, we, we, we thought it would be encroaching soon on the ability to swallow and to actually to be able to stay well-nourished, then we would do low-dose chemo with insulin. But we would do many, many, many other things. There's lots of things to do. And remember something. If you've injured any part of your body, how do you let it heal? Okay. Did you hear what I said? Let it heal. Why did I say let it heal? Because you cannot heal something. Healing comes from within. It's not a thing that anyone can do to you. Right? The, there's the analogy that I often use. You got a big cut on your arm, big laceration. Veins are showing, everything's sticking out, right? You go to the surgeon, there's only one thing he or she can do, and that is put the edges back together but you have to heal it. And if you're not able to heal it, it won't heal. It'll get full of pus, infected, the stitches will open up. So healing is something that comes from within. Okay, so now rest 
rest, rest. You sprain your ankle. What do you do? You don't jog. You don't walk. You let it rest. You elevate it and you let it rest for a while, a few days. Um, okay. How do you, how do you rest any CFCs that form in any aspect, any part of the gastrointestinal system? You do that by not eating and you allow it to rest and you give, and you use a lot of anti-inflammatories. You restore your, your nutrition. You clean out all the toxins, you do all the things that we would normally do. And then you use therapies that are metabolic and not cytotoxic. Metabolic means what? It means you understand well enough the biology of CFCs that you're going to put them in a position where they don't have the enzymes to metabolize their way out of that situation, whereas healthy cells do, and they die and healthy cells are actually uh, usually enhanced. That's called a metabolic therapy. And when you do just one of them, two of them, you do multiple. Why? Because you want to exhaust these CFCs. So, yeah, there's lots of ways out. I would say you should ask your friend to make an appointment with me or call our center right away at uh, in Arizona. Um, and I guess I can't give the number on the line, on the, on the, but it's called an Oasis of Healing. But there might be other ones near you, but just call us. Maybe you can get some advice on where to go. Uh, I'm not here. My goal today is not to sell you on anything to come come to me or anything like that. My goal is to just educate. The reason I'm suggesting us is because we do a good job and we're right there. And, and I, um, uh, uh, I, I simply really do not know of another place that does all the things we do. I, and I don't know why, because it's not a secret. But it's not everybody's doing like one thing or two things. And with CFCs, it's showtime. You got to do everything. Okay, now. So my suggestion for your person is, your person is we got to do some fasting, cleansing, colon hydrotherapy, lymphatics. Uh, you know, exercise, uh, appropriate exercise small doses oh i forgot to mention in in addition to uh the other people i mentioned for the uh, upcoming webinars is going to be with darren sherbain darren sherbain is a kinesiologist fantastic amazing guy uh and he's going to show us how to play again you know what that's what we forgot to do we don't play anymore right we're adults we don't play no not us right but we leave we learn to play I mean, you can walk down the street with Darren, and if you walk near a stop sign, you better um, take a time to rest because he's going to climb the stop sign. Yeah, he's just playing all over the place. And, and and one of the things he points out that's very important is that is why don't we play? Because we're too cool to play. We're embarrassed about how we might look. Well, don't be. Kids don't be. They're just play, And they're pretty healthy. They can't stop. They're so full of energy. So we're going to have a few a series with him. So... All these things are really, really, really important. Not important, not really important. Essential. Okay, essential. We're only going to talk about that which is essential. Okay, nothing that is uh, perhaps a good idea. No, essential. Okay, so yeah. So we need to do all that cleansing, and, and your fellow with esophageal couldn't need CFC, uh, could need a low dose chemo, could be lots of things, but we really have to see the situation. More than likely, he would, uh, and it really depends on what's going on and how far, you know, and all that. So, yeah. Okay. And Oasis of Healing. 
give us a call. But the reason I don't mention phone numbers, I guess one time I did, and we got kicked off of something. It wasn't my phone, it was someone else's, so I guess you're not supposed to do that. All right. Um, here's Wendy, Top, top, topical breast tumors. My breast CFC tumors became necrotic after five years. This year they grew topically, coming out of the skin. I have no conventional treatment. I have had no commitment. I wish to know which direction for treatment. Now oncologists just prescribe drugs to stop estrogen, which I do not take. Please advise the care that I should prescribe to. Thank you. Sincerely. Okay. It's coming through your skin. That's not unusual. It happens. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm guessing you also don't know if it's anywhere else, like if it's in the liver or anywhere else. You maybe haven't done any scanning or anything like that. So it may or may not be. It can come through the skin either like that or, or, or it's already gone to other places and all that. But so you need, uh, Wendy, you need to do the same thing that uh, that we all, everybody with CFCs needs to do. And that is clean out everything. You clean out, you've got to go to a biological dentist, first of all, and uh, get a, a 3D cone beam uh, CT and then have someone with the expertise of reading it, figuring out if there's anything going on and, and fixing it holistically using ozone, lasers uh prf you know things like you know the right way rational dentistry and then you need to get your colon cleaned out you need to get uh lymphatic work you need to do a juice cleanse and we need to get rid of the parasites that you have and all of that stuff and get some metabolic therapies and uh now for the skin too what we like to do is um we go get fresh aloe vera, you know, the big leaves. Try to get some big ones. You can actually order them online, uh, organic. And uh, you uh, peel off the one edge, right? So one edge is still got leaf on it. And the other is just that soft aloe. And just macerate it. Slice it up way so it's all juicy and drippy. And then cover that wound. And then put a big gauze around you and wrap it. Change it two to three times a day. Okay? It's magic. It's really going to help that wound. Okay, uh, if you were in a place and you couldn't find any aloe, which you can order, as I said, uh, you could also use, uh, you know, honey. Um, and, uh, you know, cover it with honey. Honey is amazing, amazing. So um, that's that. But we but 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 it's come through the skin. So. That's what we need to do. We need to start working at it from the skin. But also, you've got a tumor right there. If you were at a holistic or a, an integrative oncologist, they could also be injecting uh, around the tumor. And, I mean, actually in the tumor, ozone. You could also inject uh, bicarbonate. Yeah. Um, this is from Oksana. How do you treat candida? I get regular flares in my throat, red throat with white pimples, and on my toes and peeling skin. I know it's really bad if you have CFCs. 
it's inflammation, but I don't want to constantly take antibiotics. <clears throat> All right, well, okay, so antibiotics would not be, uh, it'd be the opposite of what you needed if you if it were actually candida. So they've, uh, I'm imagining they've taken a piece of it, they've looked under the microscope uh, with potassium hydroxide and they're able to literally diagnose it or identify it as candida. Now candida live all over us and in us and they perform many important functions. We need them, but we only need them at a very low percentage, not a high percentage. So when they're growing in a high percentage, it means that somebody has left and there's room for them because remember, uh, they only can get into a parking space that's empty. So what we need to do, first of all, is you can keep trying to kill them with antifungals, not antibiotics. Antifungals like nystatin, diflucan, itraconazole. Um, uh, there's some other ones that are really nasty, but th those are the ones that are not so nasty. Uh, even topically, you can use things like hydrogen peroxide, 6%. Um, you can ozonate it. Um, there's lots of ways, like especially in your feet and wherever you could, you could bag it with ozone. There's lots of ways to take care of topical things, but you need to restore the normal healthy flora because those little guys, the healthy ones, are much better policemen, uh, police persons, uh, police people then uh, uh, can we still use the word people? Is that okay? Because I know there are furries and I don't want to offend a furry. Uh, police, sentient beings, police, uh, uh, non-plants, police non-plants. Is that okay? Non-plants, non-mineral non-plants. We got to not offend anybody. Remember, the goal in life is not to offend anybody. Is that the goal in life? I don't know. That's what I've heard. Um, anyway, so what you need to do is you need to get back healthy bacteria. And so, so we have we have a specific type of biome. That means um, um, or, 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 or uh, microbiota of different microorganisms in every every orifice, nasal, you know, ears mouth, vaginal, and then gastrointestinal, and then skin. So we've got all these, but they're all pretty much, it all stems from the GI tract. So if that one, you want to get that one, uh, so take really get some good probiotics, get some healthy probiotics, uh, make sure that you got to change your diet and eat real food, uh, human food, and human food is plants. Sorry, people. Um, it's plants and plants and plants and every aspect of plants. Plants are made up of roots, stems, trunks, stems, leaves, and fruit, nuts, seeds. Yeah. Just happens to have everything you need to live healthy and long. So, yeah. And then, uh, so, now, let's see. So, yeah, Oksana, I, I mean, I don't know where you are, but uh, it's really a shame if, you know, if, if that's all. If people are, if doctors are giving you antibiotics, that's just like cray crazy. I can't imagine why they would give antibiotics for uh, for that. But that, that 
that just doesn't make sense. Okay, so um, you got to restore normal flow. Remember, that's really important. Okay. Well, I had a vitamin C. Oh. I take the, uh, I sip 7 to 7, the, uh, uh, the sodium ascorbate, and then uh, just take a few here and there of um, the um, uh, uh, the Mercola's, Mercola's brand is the one I use, but what is it? Um, liposomal, yeah. Just like three or four days. Anyway, um, now, I'm current. Uh, this is from Tisha. I'm currently being treated for ulcerative breast CA, getting gemcitabine and Keytruda. Most of the bottom of my breast was eaten away. Can you speak of this type that has come outside the breast? Okay, so it's very similar to the other woman. They're giving you gemcitabine and Keytruda. And, uh, anyway, it's breaking out. So you need to cl really cleanse. And I don't know if any of you have already had your dental work done, but you got to get to a biological dentist. Now on my website, I have a list of some, but not, it's very, it's not at all uh, inclusive of all of them in every state. But if you're in California, if you're anywhere near LA or San Diego or any, within driving distance, San Jose, uh, I would go see Dr. Emma Brahmayan because um, she's in Glendale because of, uh, you know, when you're dealing with life and death, you want to really go to the best. So, um, and there are, you know, there are other people around the country. Um, anyway, uh, so they got you on, they've got you on gemcitabine and Keytruda. Now, Keytruda is what they call a, uh, it's what, it's, uh, it's very interesting. They had a, um, they said they call this, uh, immunotherapy and it's been, um, They're calling the immunotherapy like a revolution in treatments, right? And uh, I, I got to show you something. I got something on here. One of my presentations. Let me find it. I got. I, I got. I got to. I, I got to let you see this. Um, I mean, I got. I have to. Too bad I can't share the screen. No. So. Um, but this. This is. I mean, this is very here. 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 I hope this is, yeah, okay. Hey, this is the mind ball, ball. Okay, here it is. Okay, so okay, so basically, they're, we're saying that um, the it's it's a it's a revolution in oncology therapy, right? So, um. There's two kinds. There's the PDL1 and the PD1 blockers. What are they? It's called pro program de death ligand, program death receptor. Okay. So on the uh, CFC cell is a, uh, a, a, a an antigen sticking out, right? And then on the T cell that's going to kill the CFCs, there's like this receptor for the program death, right? So what happens is the 
the CFC cell, tumor cell, binds to that, and it kind of blocks the T cell from doing its job. And so it can't do its job. So the idea was, well, why don't we block either this or that, you know, the ligand or the receptor? Oh, and we block it, then you're free, you free the T cells up and they can go kill the tumor. And it works, actually, if the tumor is already surrounded by T cells that are just being inhibited. And that's what they call a hot tumor versus a cold tumor. A cold tumor would be one that was not surrounded. So they give these blockers and in addition to their side effects, which we won't go into now, um, if it's a hot tumor, it'll work pretty good for a while. But how do you convert a cold tumor? Because most are cold. Cold tumor to a hot tumor. They don't really have a way, except there's one thing called ivermectin. It does it. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Ivermectin, cold tumors, hot tumors. Look it up on PubMed. But here's the thing. I was looking at the efficacy of these uh, of these PD-1 and PD-L1 uh, checkpoint inhibitors, as they call them, which is what they're calling immunotherapy. So let's take a look at the revolution in care. Okay. Now, duvalumab. 11 point, you will live 11.2 months versus 8.2 months. Keytruda, 14.9 months versus 10.7 months. Uh, is that a revolution? An extra four months? Okay, Optivo, Nivolumab, 15.6 months versus 10.9 months. Durvalumab. 13 months versus 10.3 months. Hmm. Centilimab, 11.4 months versus 6.5 months. Huh. Well, um, anyway, you decide for yourself whether or not you think that is a... Um, if you would consider that a, um, uh, a revolution, I don't. So, all right, so let's see, where are we? By the way, so that's the Keytruda. So, and the gemcitabine is just really nasty, nasty stuff. It works, it shrinks tumors, but it also shrinks good stuff as well. So there's lots of ways of taking care of you, Tisha. Uh, it'd be really great if, you know, you could, you know, I don't know where you live or anything like that, but, you know, I'd love to talk to you and help you help guide you through this uh but there's a lot of things you can do that are not going to damage your body and you can get better you can you can get better i've seen think situations uh, people that were told by those sorcerers in the hospital or the house of horrors that they had three months to, three weeks to live three weeks and you know 10 years later they're fine So, believe me, I'm just saying, it's a lot of people like that. Okay. All right, so let me see. Um, all right, so here, here, this is Monica. Okay. Uh, I'm very confused about which enzymes are best to take in breaking down the outer membrane of CFCs so that the immune system with the help of supplements targeting their destructive could properly attack it. 
I'm currently taking natokinase and bromelain, six of each on an empty stomach twice per day. There's a lot of talk about Nutricology's pancreas, which is, I think, just ground up pig pancreas. Which enzymes do you recommend? I've also heard similar mechanism of action. The antihistamines, please give us your thoughts. Kindly. Okay, this is Monica. Uh, yeah, you know, Monica, that's a good question. Um, you know, bromelain is from pineapple, um, and it's a proteolytic enzyme. Now, pro, now enzymes can be uh, proteolytic, meaning me, lytic, L-Y-T-I-C, just means dissolving. So proteo is protein, so dissolving protein. Uh, amylase is a uh, enzyme um, that um, it breaks down starch, sugar. Uh, you know, and sh- starch is just sugar strung together. So, uh, you know, there's uh, salivary amylase and pancreatic amylase. And then lipase is an enzyme that breaks down fat. And again, again, there is uh, salivary lipase and uh, pancreatic lipase. Um, but you notice there's no proteases in our saliva. Ha, huh. but we're supposed to be eating protein. Ha, huh. I mean, uh, animal, dead animals. Mm. I saw a great uh, video this week, a three-second video. It was a woman who was saying, now let me get this straight. Um, I forget how she said it, but we're not supposed to be eating animals because it causes all these problems, but humans have been eating animals from the dawn of time and it's only recently that this problem has existed. Something like that. I mean, it was it was kind of well done, very sarcastic, very well done. Um, but, you know, a lot of holes in it. So I'd like to do, do a kind of like a, a rebuttal on that one and um, using, using the truth. Because, yeah, it has been used for a long time, but not since the dawn of time and not since... Uh, and by the way, uh, do we know, uh, anybody really know human history? No. Uh, all the libraries at Alexandria, were all the great libraries have been burned. The only library we ever had access to that was a full attack library was the Sumerian library that was uncovered about 180 years ago in the, in the deserts of Iraq. Uh, now, um, Sumer was a land that was also known as Ur in the Bible, and that's where Abraham was from families from um ancient language uh predates egypt by about two to three thousand years which predates greece rome etc so pretty ancient there was actually one before that that we've discovered in uh turkey somewhere but that's only once we've discovered so anyway now these, these people were very highly civilized you don't just get highly civilized it develops so um but anyway, um, so how long have we been around? We don't know. We don't know. But we there are people talk about Lemuria. Mu, 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 Land of Mu, Lemuria, uh, Atlantia, Hyperborea, Polaria. <clears throat> there are epics of, 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 of human history that are uh, pretty much unknowable right now. 
uh, unless anyone had access to special kinds of uh, libraries. But um, truth is, we don't know. And uh, actually, it's my uh, conclusion that uh, we've been highly civilized for way longer than you can imagine. And it was only during certain periods that humans um, got lost, uh, lost all their some sort of cataclysmic event, lost their access to knowledge and, and the culture, and uh, were cold and freezing and wound up out of necessity eating um, uh, animal corpses. Not necessarily on the uh, to-do list, not necessarily like, hmm, let's go find a corpse today kind of thing. Um, but anyway, there's a, whole different, there's a whole different way to look at that. And I will do a quick thing like that uh, and post it. Anyway, so the question is, which protein, proteinases? So um, now, you know, bromelain is strong. It's not as strong as some of the other ones, right? You know, there's chymotrypsin, uh, fissin, papain, there's serapeptase, which may be the strongest. And there's trypsin, there's chymotrypsin. There's a lot of other ones that our bodies make. And, um, but anyway... For example, uh, bromelain is involved, like in Europe, it, bromelain is involved with several other uh, proteolytic enzymes uh, for the removal of dead tissue of, uh, you know, on, you know, either have severe, a severe burn or other kind of wound where there's a lot of dead tissue and it will break that up. But, you know, it actually works really better than any of that if you have dead tissue, whether it's on the breast or anywhere and it's a lot of necrotic tissue. You know it's necrotic because it smells pretty bad. Um Maggots, they medical maggots, they because uh, they only eat dead tissue. They won't eat live tissue. And we've used it several times. It's very important. But anyway, um, now, to use systemic enzyme therapy. Uh, let me explain something to you because this is a <clears throat> I, I need to bring this in. Okay, so everybody, please listen carefully. It's kind of important. Um, and uh, it was these up here. Where are we here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of important. Anyway, that's this. Uh, talking about enzymes now and why we need pre proteolytic enzymes. So why would we why would we need proteolytic enzymes? Well, first of all, what happens with uh, tumor cells (CFCs) is that they. Um, um, uh, they develop a, a coat of fibrin. Fibrin is uh, basically one of the fundamental proteins that is used in blood clots and, and stuff like that. And it kind of walls it off, walls off tumors. And then as, as they're growing and spreading and going through the tissues and stuff like that, they accumulate this more and more, right? And, they, and that's with the help of uh, fibroblasts, especially tumor-associated fibroblasts and, uh, and other things. Uh, and so the idea is really, really good, absolutely good. But I want to tell you a story that's very interesting. And that is, uh, there was a, uh, a physiologist at the turn of the uh, 20th century, so around 18, you know, like late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, his name was James Beard. And uh, he was, you know, I think his field of study was embryology. 
so anyway, he came to some really inc incredible conclusions. And uh, one was that, um, and findings. Okay, so one was that um, when you have a developing fetus in the, in the, uh, in the uh, uterus, there is very early in, in, in the fetal age, you know, right, not too long after it's implanted into the uh, lining of the uterus, um, the fetal pancreas, once it's developed, uh, starts producing uh, enzymes. So you might think, oh, well, so what? That's what pancreases do. They produce enzymes. Right. But don't they produce enzymes to help us digest? And uh, the babies aren't eating, right? Uh, really, right? All of the all the food, all all the nourishment actually is coming through is basically um, uh, through the blood, and it's going through their abdomen, through their um, umbilicus belly button, which is not yet yet a belly button. It's a connection to the mother through the uterus. Uh, but that's where all their nourishment's coming. So they're not really eating through the gastrointestinal tract. So they shouldn't have to be secreting enzymes. So what did all that mean? Well, it turns out it was found that the babies that did not produce, the, the embryos that did not produce this particular enzyme, uh, wound up getting uh, something that's or developing a situation called choriocarcinoma, where both it's a, it's a pretty, nice, pretty bad uh, CFC condition, and both mother and fetus die. So the pancreas, the first job of the pancreas in life is uh, systemic to dissolve uh, proteins and, and, and to keep things. Uh, it, was, it was necessary for the change of the placenta. Uh, so now, and then we think, well, okay, so now we're born and now we're eating and now we're going to need to use the pancreas to produce um, enzymes for digestion. So now that's its number one job. Well, no, 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 no. It's never changed. The number one job is really the systemic effect. However, if we are eating food that has all of the enzymes removed before eating it, then there's no auto, A-U-T-O, there's no auto digestion going on in the upper part of the stomach. And so when the food arrives at the pancreas, it's not been digested at all. And so the pancreas has to do all of the work instead of only 40, 50% because auto digestion should have occurred. All right. So what happens to any organ that gets uh, overused? Well, it becomes larger and larger trying to compensate larger and larger and actually becomes less and less efficient. And that's called hypertrophy. Now is hypertrophy desirable? Well, um, if you go to Gold's Gym or anything like that, you'll see that hypertrophy is to be desired. With muscles, people like to get hypertrophied muscles so that they can uh, appear to be strong and get strong, actually. Um, but as you can imagine, the muscles could get so big that you would become inefficient, and that's actually what can happen. So... Uh, and that does happen. I mean, can you imagine being so big and so bubbly and like this that you can't even really function? It'd be hard to, uh, I don't know, when you go to the toilet to clean yourself, you got to be kind of hard. Um, so I wouldn't want to get too big. But anyway, 
Enlarged organs are not usually desirable, right? You don't want an enlarged heart. You don't want an enlarged thyroid. Well, what happens when you eat on uh, a food without enzymes, you get an enlarged, inefficient pancreas. Mm. So that means the pancreas doesn't have any excess enzymes to be delivered systemically. And that's kind of what happens. So if we were eating food that had all the enzymes in it, then our pancreases would be less work and we'd be still be having lots of systemic enzymes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Well, how do you get rid of enzymes from a food? Anyway, well, enzymes become inactive over 119 degrees Fahrenheit or over 49 degrees centigrade. That's right. They become inactive permanently. So anyway, put all that together in, uh, and uh, think about it. It's called a thermal degeneration of food. It's called the black art of spoiling wholesome food substances. And it's also called cooking. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Anyway, so. Um, anyway. Now, okay, so getting back to systemic therapy, yes, there are really good ones. And as you all know, Dr. Gonzalez in New York, who was uh, murdered, um, sadly, 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 wonderful human being, um, used uh, used systemic enzymes. I know other people are following, and um, they work very good. You've got to take them like seven, eight times a day, six times a day on an empty stomach. So that's the hard part, getting that. And you got to take a lot of them. And that's why. And that's because our pancreases are too busy trying to digest whatever it is we stuck in our mouths. Um, so uh, that reminds me. Listen, I, I, uh, uh, I'm always shocked. Uh, and let me ask you, are you guys shocked? I'm always shocked when I see, um, I see people wearing a mask. For no reason, they're wearing this mask, surgical mask. And I know what it is. It's there to protect themselves from anything getting into their mouths or noses that could be harmful. All right. So I look at that. I say, okay, all right. I, I guess on some level, I get that if you really believe in the whole Louis Pasteur or germ theory thing. So if you believe that, then okay. But I look at the person and then I see that I notice the person that is probably um, moderately to, or to morbidly obese. So I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. So you take the mask off to put stuff in that's really bad for you, and then you cover it up quickly. And so I couldn't quite, I can't quite, uh, I'm trying to, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand uh, uh, the reasoning. And then I have to realize, I have to accept the fact that there is no reasoning. Oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm. It's coming back, folks. You know, uh, uh, part 2.0 is coming soon to a, uh, a neighborhood near you. And um, uh, this time they've got to be a little more subtle. They've got to do, they've got to come up with something more subtle. So they'll do something like, I don't know, maybe, um, oh, I don't know, pneumonia. A lot of people being hospitalized with pneumonias. 
all over the place, children, adults. Huh. Anyway, um, that's one of the things that's coming to a neighborhood near you. Um, anyway, let's get back to systemic enzyme. And then, um, so really one of the, uh, one of the really important systemic enzymes is, um, I, I'm sure you all heard of it, is seropeptidase. And uh, it's, it's very powerful. Uh, some, sometimes they call it seratiopeptidase. Um, and it uh, seems to be one of the most powerful ones. Um, uh, you, know, you know, in terms of breaking down proteins. I mean, more than chymotrypsin and trypsin. Um, but yeah. So that's a strong one. And yes, like you said, too, natokinase, which is uh, comes from a bacillus subtilis, which is a bacteria that is used to ferment uh, soybeans to produce what's called natto. Uh, well, the real good thing about uh, the, the, natto, the natokinase is that it hydrolyzes fibrin, right, but also plasmin. And plasmin, remember, plasminogen, plasmin, and that's what breaks up clots. So it actually stimulates the breakdown of clots. So it's really good in that uh, thing. Uh, it also takes a pro-urokinase, which is another clot breaker, and, and, and converts it to urokinase, which again is another, uh, another chemical that breaks down clots. So it's really good to keep your blood thin, and it also can. Um, um, it's also very helpful for... Uh, um, for tumors, for fibrin and things like that, because it's a protein, it's, it's a, it hydrolyzes the fibrin. Okay, so um, so here's something on prostates, uh, CFCs. This is from Nobert, and Nobert says, I would like to get your recommendation for my prostate treatment. Okay, and then another one is Jana. My husband is currently receiving radiation treatments for prostate chronically fermenting cells. We are learning so much from you. We like your thoughts on it. Okay. Yes, Jana and Nobert. So, um, well, again, radiation, usually with, with, uh, with, with prostate, they'll use these little pellets, and the pellets are not... Um, the pellets are uh, inserted in and... Anyway, they can cause. Uh, <clears throat> it turns out that they they really don't they don't work that that well, um, and they cause lots of problems, including uh, uh, libido, um, urinary you know urinary problems, um, and then and then they don't really work in the end anyway. Um, there is a very interesting study that in the New England Journal of medicine 2012, where they looked at um, doing actually a prostate surgery. And what they found was in terms of survival, 12 years after the surgery, there was no difference between those who had surgery and those who opted not to have surgery. This is with early stage. So they found a little bit of mildly uh, a three percentage point, it's a very small uh, difference with people who had very high PSA levels. So um, there might be other ways of doing it. So I would say you've got to get your 
to eat the dental. Absolutely. Parasites, 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 parasites. Cleansing. Don't eat dead animals. Don't eat cooked starches. Don't eat cooked food for now. If you're really, really, really sick and you got CFCs right now, say, okay, whatever uh, I'm going to eat in the future, whatever I ate in the past, right now I'm going to be 100% and I'm going to eat uncooked plants. Because I've seen it work thousands of times, okay? Thousands, and I don't lie, all right? And, and, and never would I ever say anything untrue about this sort of thing, which is very, very sacred. We have a sacred, sacred relationship. Okay, it's not any other kind of relationship. It's very sacred. All right. You're in a burning building. You're standing at the window. The building is burning. Everything behind you is burning. You can see right across the way there's another building. Are you going to jump 80% of the way, 90% of the way? I think you might jump 120% of the way. Once you get there, then you can start walking around and balancing on the edges and play around a little bit. That is the metaphor we need, okay? So therefore, right now, 100%, do everything right 100%. Everything. Go to bed early. Uh, everything, everything, everything. Balance hormones. Everything. Uh, once everything's clean, now we can go 80-20 or 90-10. Okay? But right now, it is showtime, so let's do it. Okay? Um, <clears throat> um Regarding the prostate again, you know, so uh, and actually a recent a recent study uh, really was very interesting. It found that 97% of the men with a localized, that means it hasn't gone anywhere, uh, prostate CFCs survived around 15 years regardless of the treatment. Wow. However, the impact on the urinary system and sexuality with those who got certain treatments makes you wonder what well, should I really give all that up anyway these you know the obviously these people didn't do what we would be talking about you can 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 deal with this okay I promise I've seen it okay all right now here's Bella I have a rectal tumor and I'm taking a bunch of tinctures and eating fruit. Fruit. Occasionally I mess up and eat grains or chicken. My question is how can I get the tumor to shrink without radiation? Currently they want to they want to do radiation. I do have a hard time using the bathroom. It always there's bleeding. I'm getting a blood transfusion so far four times a month. Is there anything I should be adding to my normal routine? Yeah, lots of things, Bella. Biological dentists. Parasites. Watch the upcoming um, webinar, please. Um, um, now, I don't know how, wh what degree of... So you're having bleeding coming out means you've got a bleeding tumor. Uh, you know, I don't know the 
the caliber of the of the stool are you backed up a lot is there still coming out do you have diarrhea so definitely you've got to do you've got to go on a cleanse i don't know your weight i don't know a lot of things i don't know your blood test i don't know your liver function uh i don't know your ldh i don't know your ferritin i don't know a lot a lot of things so and i don't know your uh your uh, i uh, i need to do lymphatic um a lymphocyte subset to look at all your your immune system see how that's doing but there's many 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 things you can do but we, you start out with the mouth and the, the, the parasites you got to do a cleanse that'll shrink it down uh sometimes radiation becomes necessary rather than surgery and lose i don't know wh where it is if it's oh it's a rectal tumor right which means that if you do the surgery they might have you might wind up with a permanent uh, colostomy bag um, so sometimes radiation in this situation might be what's necessary. I don't know your situation. It might be. Uh, and then again, uh, uh, insulin potentiation therapy, maybe 5% at three times a week, something like that, just bop, 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 bop. Um, and rectal ozone, there's all kinds of stuff that we can be doing. If you're getting blood transfusions, that means it's right near... Now, somebody can go in and actually cauterize some. It might be that you have some art, arteries open or something like that. It can't all be cauterized. So lots and lots of things that could be happening. And I wish I could. Uh, I wish I knew more uh, about your situation. But we could do, uh, you know, all that stuff. But as I said, this might be one of the situations where, uh, you know, if it's potentially life threatening, that is, if you were unable to have bowel movements, then we would have to do uh, radiation, but we would do it uh, with lower dose. We know that um, um, there are things that increase the um, the effectiveness of radiotherapy. Um, um, for example, hyperthermia is one of them. Uh, I know UCLA is doing some work in that area, but um, but yeah, we just want to get enough to reduce it. We don't need to keep going just enough to reduce it to the point where it's no longer a problem with having bowel movements. Okay, so now, let's see. Here's Ray. Uh, it says, uh, in regards to skin CFCs, should I have the dermatologist take a biopsy to confirm the type of CFC? What is the remedies? Well, the type, you know, the one cell type you want to be concerned about is the, the one that forms in the melanocytes and becomes what is known as melanoma because those can go into other organs and spread around and things like that. Uh, now, if it's a melanoma, you can get some Rigvir from Latvia. Uh, you can also go to clinics uh, around here now. We're able to send people to the Caribbean to get the Latvia because in the United States of America, uh, the land of the uh, free and the home of the uh, brave. Yeah, right. um, the, uh, um, uh, it's not allowed even though it was the first oncolytic virus ever ever uh, approved. Uh, and it's the safest because it uses an echovirus, which is a normal standard virus found in everybody's 
GI tract, uh, and it doesn't use anything nasty uh, like uh, herpes viruses or uh, other one, adenoviruses, which uh, they were using in the U.S. and in China. <clears throat> but anyway, that helps a lot. But you need every, you need a lot of other things. I would go to Latvia, straight to Latvia for that. But also, you should be able to tell by looking at it if it's melanoma or basal or squamous cell. The other thing is putting on uh, maybe a 9% hydrogen peroxide, even higher. Uh, that will burn it down, 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 down. But you've got you to do that under the direction of someone who knows what they're doing. And you can get 35% food-grade hydrogen peroxide. And then you can dilute it half and half. You'll got 17.5%. And then if you dilute, dilute that in half, you got 8.75%, which would be a good amount, a good, a good concentration. Uh, you put that on a few times a day and it will be gone. But you need to get... You need to know if you've got other problems, if it is melanoma and it's gone to other organs or things like that. So you really need some guidance, help. You got to change your diet. You got to clean your colon. You got to get rid of the parasites. You got to check your uh, teeth. You got to do all those same things. Please do that. Remember, everybody, I'm going to go through the parasite, everything. Let me see. Let me find. Let me go down here too, because I didn't get a chance to get to. I don't see anything from. Uh, 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 I don't see anything from Facebook again. All right, so here we go. Uh, this is from Instagram. So hold the Clark Zapper for parasites. What do you think? Uh, you know, it was so long ago that I looked in the hold the Clark uh, that. You know, I, I think what I would prefer to do to be a little more uh, to be to to have a little more insurance that I got them would be something of a, a frequency generator, some sort of good rife um, generator. I think that would be uh, better. But I don't know. Hold the Clark's might be. I'd have to look into that more. Uh, I have a lot out of respect for her. She was way ahead of everybody. Um, she was uh, quite good. So it could be really, really good. I just don't know if it would. It would if it's the right, I don't know how her machine works, the frequencies and all that. So, um, but there's other ways just, you know, listen, you got to get rid of those parasites, use the drugs, get rid of them because they're watch the webinar. You're going to see how nasty these guys are. Okay. Ah, Will fenben and or ivermectin kill liver uh, liver flukes? Well, not like praziquanto. Praziquanto is the best for that. But remember, you don't want just one or two. You want at least three. So ivermectin, um, uh, fenben, and uh, praziquanto is a good good little combination. I would also add in something like nicosamide. Okay, so I'm taking uh, I'm taking DIM dianthylmethane, sulforaphanes, and I3C, which is indole three carbonyl. Good, good alternates to prescribed aromatase inhibitors is the question. Um, 
Yeah, well, remember broccoli sprouts. If you can get broccoli sprouts, organic broccoli sprouts, the two to three handfuls a day is going to be worth like a kilo of broccoli. Uh, put it in a smoothie so you blend it up. It's been blended first, so you get all the myrosinase to mix, and you wind up with uh, the real the real deal. When it gets into your stomach, make sure you got lots of acid because the stomach will turn the I3C into DIM, and you'll get you'll get all of it. Uh, but then you can also take those if you want it, uh, those pills in addition. But again, and then remember, coffee enemas also upregulate phase two de uh, uh, detoxification of the liver, just like the uh, just like these isothiocyanates do. However, uh, not quite as good. So the better is the broccoli and the other cruciferous things. So I would really work on that, and uh, and then also do everything else we talked about, right? Won't antiparasite meds destroy the gut microbiome? Well, interesting is that the micro, the, uh, the the parasites actually um, destroy, not destroy, but completely change around the gut biome and or the gut mi microbiota. So you wind up having um, it changes it. You get, in fact, you can't get your your gut microbiota back into a normal, healthy balance until you've gotten rid of the parasites because they will change things in there. But so taking the meds is not going to, no, you're going to get rid of them. Then you're going to take probiotics and you're going to eat right. And you're going to get your biome back together. So don't worry about that. You got to get rid of the parasites. Thoughts on colloidal silver, thoughts on colloidal silver. Amazing. Excellent. Been around for the use of silver has been around for a long time. It used to be used in ancient days as a big bowl of silver, and you could put milk in it, and it wouldn't sour because it's really a powerful antimicrobial. It's very hard to get silver into a colloid form that doesn't open up and they start coalescing, and then you wind up with getting agoria, which is a, a blue face. You don't want that because it's permanent. So the best, absolute best in the world is made by natural immunogenics, and it is uh, available to uh, the average person um, uh, called Sovereign Silver. And the physicians can get it as Argentin 23. Uh, and so you can probably find a doctor that can get it from them. They're located in Florida, but they're really the best. I mean, hands down. And they've been around for a long time. I knew the founder. Uh, I was uh, good friends with him. And um, and I know, of course, the sons that are now running running it, but it's, there's no questions. But don't use bathroom, uh, uh, garage stuff. Don't make your own. Because it'll coalesce. It won't stay in colloid form. It'll coalesce. You'll get a blue head and you won't get the benefits. Okay, so plant-based diet, blood work, okay. Why am I so tired? Hard to exercise. I feel sick after I do. All right. Um, plant-based diet is good. So you don't have any, you've never been uh, told that you have uh, CFCs anywhere, stuff like that. Um, anyway, fatigue comes from mitochondria being uh, dysfunctional to some degree. Remember, the ultimate form of mitochondrial dysfunction is CFCs, right? Chronically fermenting cells. 
but also chronic fatigue syndrome, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what impacts mitochondria really definitely are uh, different kinds of electromagnetic frequencies, such as 5G. There's a lot of 5G all over the world now. They installed it when we were locked down. It's everywhere. So uh, one of the things that helps with that is molecular hydrogen, which you can get online. You can get Mercola's uh, tablets, put three tablets in a glass of water. When they're all dissolved, drink it down, maybe do that two, three times a day on an empty stomach just to undo that. Um, the other thing is to get away from, get, um, you can get the Shingite rocks, Shungite, Shungite rocks from Russia. You know, they use this uh, as a as a filter for uh, drinking the water at, um, at Chernobyl. I mean, it's really good stuff. Shungai. Um, get that. And then just get, if you can, you got to turn off all Wi-Fi. If you live in an apartment building, you're in trouble. You got to get actually get a um, a Faraday cage bed. And, you know, it's well, we got to really, really, really defend ourselves. I get it. This is really what's going on. The idea would be to move out of uh, any kind of city away from this sort of stuff. Although there are 20,000 um, um, new satellites up in our orbit around Earth. Thanks to the owner of X. And um, and I'm, from what I understand, there's um, they're coming down to some, some more 5G. So it's really hard to get away, but we've got to get away from it. But I think that's got a lot of problems. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people, the spouses of people that come to me with CFCs are having a big problem with their uh, immune system. I, I do that. I can see that on blood tests. So they're being exposed to something. So really, it's. Anything wrong with going to for CT scans every six months and getting CEA blood work? Well, no, no. When you get the CT scan, though, make sure, you know, you should get a CT with, with a pet. I mean, if you really wanted to be, you know, you know, make sure you get it all. But, the, yeah, for sure, that would be it. But remember, the uh, um, after you do this, after you get exposed to that, well, you shouldn't have to do that. If you're living healthy and you've got nothing going on, you got to restore your health. You can do it once a year. There's no reason to do it six, every six months. Um, you know, once a year, you can use ultrasounds. I don't know where the original one was, but you can look at blood tests. Look at LDH. It shouldn't be high. Look at your ferritin to iron ratio. It should never be more than five to one. Um, see if you can get a thymidine kinase level. Uh, do your lymphocyte subset. Make sure your lymphocytes are. So you can use thymus and alpha-1, which is a peptide to get get your uh your 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 uh your t cells up activated and uh use uh met5 which is also called metencephalin which is a five peptide five amino acid peptide amino acid peptide that comes that's made normally in the adrenal gland uh that's very very good for cleaning up the tumor microenvironment turning the cells back to helping us uh so do those things 
vitamin, you know, take all the things, vitamin C. I mean, hope you're living healthy and right. Can't just be doing scans and going. So you got, hopefully you're living healthy and doing it right. You can go to my website. There's a thing called Stop Making Cancer. I hate that word. So I should be, I can't change it to Stop Making CFCs because no one will know what that means. But anyway, it's got a lot of information on it, on how to make food, how to, everything, some lectures by me. Um, uh, but you got, you have to live healthy and not be putting toxins in your body. That's very, very important. So doing these surveillance techniques are okay. But again, you can do a lot of blood tests that without having to do that. And if you do do the CT, then before you're going to be taking lots of extra healthy uh, uh, mixed tocopherols, which are different kinds of vitamin E, you'll be taking mixed carotenoids, different kinds of vitamin A, and uh, you'll be taking your vitamin C every day and your vitamin D. So you got a lot of it running up. And then right after the time, at, right after within an hour, you get over to a clinic and you get some intravenous vitamin C at maybe eight to 10 grams per hour for about four hours to try to neutralize as much as possible, okay? Because you want the antioxidant level. You don't want high dose of that, that type, all right? Trying to help my friend, a young mom with three little boys, stage three CFC, colon, mets two, bone and brain. Okay, something that's that extensive, she really needs to get to a center that knows what they're doing. You know, have her come to Oasis, have her, you know, I don't know of other centers. I wish I do that because if anybody knows of really good centers that do everything from food to the mind, everything, uh, teaching and all that sort of thing, please let me know. Uh, she needs everything. Got to get her mouth, got to get her mouth, okay, biological dentistry, 3D cone beam CT, read by an, act, an expert. Where does she live? Okay, um, you know, I got, you know, please, these kind of questions really make me feel bad because I like nothing I can tell you. She needs a lot of help. Got to be doing cleansing, uh, 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 get rid of parasites. Uh, if it's in the bone, you're going to need doxycycline, doxycycline. Uh, and plus, one of the most, the best best ways of killing CFC stem cells is the combination of vitamin C, doxycycline. Look it up. Look it up. And uh, if you add in curcumin and ivermectin and mebendazole, those are the ways of getting CFC stem cells. They're very, very good. Okay? Uh, You've got to be doing that. So there's lots of things she can be doing. Colon cleansing and you know, so there's so much, and I don't know the extent of her condition, but it, it's, I mean, if it's already in the brain and already in the bones, she needs some really uh, strong, heavy work, and she's got three little kids, so let's get going on it, okay? This, not, it's not, this is not a situation where we can just give some advice. We've got to deal with her directly, so have her contact me, drlody.com, or call the clinic uh, at an oasisofhealing.com and uh, have them make an appointment with, to talk to me, all right? serious okay um yeah that's really tragic it's tragic you know the way what they do is is it's just crazy i don't know what they're doing you know i i, I don't i don't know what they so
unexplainable abdominal pains. Is it parasites? Should I cleanse? Absolutely. You know, and pain, pain is always means low voltage. Uh, it means you don't have a high enough healthy fats in your body, which is most of us. And um, abdominal pain, it means, you know, you know, you probably have gas and you've got other things going on and you're, you need to get it. You need to just drink a ton of water, uh, like three to four liters a day and, and, uh, and don't eat and do this for about, or start with a, a green juice cleanse and do the green, green juice cleanse three weeks, four weeks, right? And get, um, get uh, a, a colon hydrotherapy uh, twice a week for the first couple of weeks, then once a week. Okay, do that. Okay, and then if you're doing juice, you can still do the parasite cleanse as well because um, it's everything, yeah. Then you can do some water later on, but eat, eat healthy for a while. What is healthy? Uncooked plants, period. All right, I mean, okay, that's just what it is. I mean, I you know. I wish it included pizza and uh, pesto pasta and stuff like that, but it doesn't. I wish it did. It doesn't. But, yeah. And uh, I don't know what kind of pain, where in the abdomen, uh, what kind of pain. Is it persistent? Is it come and go? Does something make it better? Something may make it worse? You know, I don't know if we're talking about ulcers. I don't know if we're talking about uh, tumors. I don't know if we're talking about gas and and. and Fecal problems, you know, there's so many that could be. So you got to get someone that can help you with that, you know, to figure out what's going on. But you always can start with cleansing and colonics. Yeah, clean it out first, and then we can see what's left. All right, you guys. The time is up today, and I appreciate everyone so much. So arikap, kapumakap, kapumakap, and uh, namaste, namaskar, aloha. And so let's try to do this again next week. And let's not try. Let's do it next week. And uh, I'll be here. You'll be there. And let's do it. And be remember, parasites coming up this week. Oh, uh, no, this, week, this month, 27, 28. Okay, you can't sign up yet, but you will be able to in about 24 hours or so. You go to the website, drlody.com, and you go to contact, and that'll tell you how to do it, okay? Um, and uh, let's let's do this. Let's do Let's get so that, you know, hopefully we can start seeing less questions about parasites because I'd like you guys to become the experts, and you tell people, we got to spread the word. we got to get it out there. All right? While you're on a water fast, you take no vitamins, no probiotics. You're on a water fast. You're allowing God to make you, help, to heal you. This is a mind, body, and spiritual process, and you get healed. Water, water, the most magical substance in the, in the universe, is um, what cleanses you, what baptizes you, what... Okay, it can heal you too. All right. So, shall we say, Sawadee Kap? Let's say it. Okay. Bye bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Lodi podcast. Join Dr. Lodi's membership community at drlodi.com, where you will have exclusive access to Dr. Lodi's cancer healing and wellness webinars, a community of health minded people healthy lifestyle recommendations, educational videos, and discounts on courses and content. While you're there, RSVP for upcoming events and register for the Stop Making Cancer online course. If you enjoyed listening, please share and write a review.